The minute you stop growing is the moment you become irrelevant to people in your circle and to others as well. The minute you stop growing is the moment you become irrelevant. And people that will feel that mm. first is people in your inner circle, your partner, your children. Mm. Have you ever seen couples that say, man, we've grown apart? Yeah. Right? Because one is growing and scaling up and the other is just on the same level or deteriorating. You know, I always tell people that mm. nobody is stagnant in life. You, because we are energy. We are always vibrating. So it's either you are growing or you are deteriorating. So mm. you will now see couples that say they've grown apart because one has outgrown the other person. Yeah. Or perhaps, mm. you know, the person is growing, but they're not communicating to the other person that, hey, I'm growing. And the other person is also right. not being observant of their partner's growth. So you have all that happening in the relationship as well. I said that to say, continue to grow. The, the, yeah. the largest room in life that has no room, no wall, is improvement, meaning that there's nothing that can barricade imp improvement. There is no lead on improvement. Right. So continue to grow so that right. you can better yourself and you can help your immediate community and the community as, at large. And God has already told you, spread the gospel. So we're evangelists. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons. Yeah. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons. Yeah. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah. But David E. Simons. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah. But David E. Simons. Welcome to another episode of How I Discover My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons, the Beanie-preneur. I'm honored to have Dr. Femi Ogunjumi. He is a global relationship expert who has been featured on TEDx with over 5.4 million views. No, that's not a typo. 5.4 million views. And I got to watch this amazing video. You should go watch it. For close to two decades, Dr. Femi has been learning the best relationship techniques and strategies for you. He helps six to eight figure men to help them achieve success in their relationships, just like they have succeeded in their careers, their businesses, or their ministries. Dr. Femi is the owner of the Improvement University, which is an online platform teaching people how to have successful relationships and careers. Welcome to the show, my brother. Thank you, David. Thanks for having me. It's quite a pleasure. Yes, sir. So I've got to hear some amazing aspects of your story, brother. I don't know where you want to start. You want to take me back home to the motherland or we start there, but, but take us through the journey, right? It's not every day you meet somebody that's a relationship expert. So take us from the journey from childhood to today. Well, I grew up in Nigeria and um, you want to say I grew up in a middle-class family. My parents got married many years ago and, um, I'm the last of seven kids, and um, being the last, sometimes they say you are spoiled, but I don't think I, I was. <laughs> I don't think I was a spoiled child. I think I went through discipline that any mother and father or parents would give to their children. And uh, in year 2000, I moved down to United States to further my education. I finished a little bit of my high school in Nigeria, then I finished the rest and uh, completed the rest in America, in, in Baltimore. And then from there, I went for my undergrad and then undergrad master degree and then uh, I acquired my PhD in um, counseling. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. So what, what led you to this relationship expert aspect from you know just being culturally right the audience knows that i'm ghanian and africans and it's not it's not something that you typically hear in the african community right it's lawyer doctor engineer accountant right so 
and and so I just find it fascinating that you were steered towards the relationship expert. Um, and, and and can you take us through that genesis? Yes, absolutely. Like you outrightly said, in an African environment, I think most people are steered towards the profession of being a lawyer or an engineer or a pharmacist or a doctor. As a matter of fact, my mom wanted me to become a medical doctor and I went into that path until I came to America and my junior year in college, I realized that being a medical doctor is not my forte. It's not what I it's not what I love. I've, I've tried it. I went to uh, do a job shadow with a doctor, um, spend some time with a doctor to see what the field is. So it's not just me saying, I don't want to do that, but I really experienced it. And uh, to know that it's not really for me. I don't like wearing the white suits, the apron, the gloves and all that. I, I love wearing, you know, nice three-piece suits or two-piece suits and, and, and stay in my in my, my office and talk to people. So I love such environment and not being a medical doctor. So, but my junior year, I discovered that that's not what I wanted to do, but I still went to finish my undergrad degree in biology. And while I was in college, I started throwing parties because I enjoy galvanizing people together so that they can socialize, so that they can connect, meet each other. You can find the love of your life through social parties. And at the same time, I make some money out of it, okay? Because you got to pay to get into the club, into the lounge. So it's a win-win. And from that, I started having friends who will say, hey, man, you don't want throwing these parties. You have all these, you know, girls, you know, that you know that are coming at you. You know, try to connect me. And then from there, I started doing the matchmaking and also offering relationship advices. And I just went into that escapade. And uh, one day, I started slowing down into my into party lifestyle. And I remember I went to a friend's party. And when I got to that party, I saw a guy who was kind of notorious for uh, being a player. You know, I saw him and he started talking to a girl that he just met. And within two, three minutes of conversation, they exchanged number. And I said, oh, oh, come on now. I know that this girl, is she's going to get played two weeks down the line. She's going to be calling all her girlfriends and say, I can't believe this guy played me. I can't believe, you know, I allowed myself to be played. And all the girls sitting on the couch with her, giving her tissue, wiping her tears. You know, like I just, <laughs> like I had the whole story, the, everything in my head, you know. And I just right. felt emotionally connected and emotionally uh, felt like the, the empathy right there for the girl. Even though it, it hasn't happened, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what happened after that, but I could just imagine because of knowing that the guy is a player and I just felt real sad and, and that empathy for the girl. And on my way back home from the party, a friend of mine that we went together, I was telling him, I said, you know what? I'm going to start a podcast where I'm sharing all the games that men play so that I could help women. And I started that podcast and uh, it's an on. I mean, the podcast grew so fast. People started listening to the podcast. It's called GFM Radio. And from there, I started now also sharing information, not just to help the women, but to also help the men as well to change their ways to help them to become a better man um to create this healthy relationship between you know both genders so that's how right. i discovered that i really had that gift in me even though prior to i mean i would say i discovered it right there and i went 100 percent into it but prior to mm -hmm. that like when I was in, in in high school in Nigeria, I mean, this is a crazy story that yeah, I don't like mm -hmm. telling because I don't I don't know how people take it. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how people view we it. Love it. We, we love the realness. Yeah. We love the so realness. Yes, I sir. was in high school in Nigeria and I had a, a, a friend of mine who approached me and said, there's a girl that is interested in and he wants to approach the girl for the girl to be his girlfriend and he doesn't know how to go about it. So 
he asked me to give him the playbook. You know, what should he say? So I told him what he was going to say. And lo and behold, he ran with the play. He went with the play. He gave the game to the girl. The girl took the game. You know, she, she, she took it. She chopped it up, you know. And boom, the girl accepted to be the girlfriend. And in about a month, two months down the line, the girl started falling in love with me. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. what's going on here? It's like that. Yeah. It's like me having two-edged sword. It's like I gave him the sword yeah. to use one sword to get the girl, and then, boom, the girl came back to me. It's like I got another sword getting the girl to you. Wow. I'm like, oh, my goodness. What just happened wow. here? I mean, like I only gave you a game for the girl to be a girlfriend, but now in turn, the girl became your girlfriend, but she's also in love with me. I'm like, my mm -hmm. game must be that strong, you know? Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said the game must be that strong. So I think that was like uh, an high opener or a little bit of um, God sending me the message like, hey, you got a gift here that mm. even though at that time, there was no marriage counselor, relationship experts in my environment. I mean, I grew up in Nigeria. There was no profession like that. Just like you were saying earlier, people wanted to become a yeah. doctor. So there was nothing of sorts for me to think, oh, you know, there could be a profession here other than you being a gigolo, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Until I came to America and I started throwing parties and that situation that happened with that guy, you know, thinking that, you know, you was going to play that girl until that came and then starting my podcast and um, people now coming to me asking me for advice. That was when it really now became, oh, this is a real thing. You know, I can make a career out of this. This is a natural gift that God has given to me. And then wow. I didn't just stop there as being a natural gift. I started nurturing that. I started with my podcast. I invited seasoned um, relationship experts, you know, onto the show. So started learning from them, learning what they were doing. And then I started writing my own books, published so many books, how to tell someone truly loves you, uh, revelations of relationship. As a matter of fact, there's, there's one right here, revelations of relationship, what you don't know about finding true love or sustaining relationship. So many other books that I've written that you can find on, on Amazon. So I started doing that and then I've got my, um, um, I got certified in, in life coaching and relationship coaching and then went on to get my PhD in counseling. Wow. So I wanted to combine both the traditional approach of learning with the natural gift of God in you know, combining that together so that I could help more people and I could combine that traditional approach principles with the spiritual aspect of it and the experiential knowledge of being married over a decade, knowing my wife for 40, 50 years. So it's, I mean, just having to combine everything, spirituality, practical, experiential to that so that I could, I could help people on a large scale. Absolutely. I love that. And and, and you said something I, I would love to dig into a little bit um, um, because there's a lot of relationships, uh, relationship experts out there. And, and a lot of them don't have relationships themselves as far as, um, a longstanding relationship. So, I mean, for me, if I get a coach, uh, I don't want a coach that's hasn't played the game. Like, you know, I don't want a coach that's, you know, you, you talk to me about being my shooting coach or a basketball in basketball and, and, you you never shot the ball. You were a defender. Like to me, that doesn't make sense. But that's that happens in a lot of industries, sadly. So I would like for you to share as much as you can. I know you, I got the, I got the privilege of hearing the full story, but the condensed version maybe of how you met your wife and and what you've gained as of being a married man in your relationship to now also. I know you were helping people. Your gift was already there before you were married, but you it, it, it probably took another level when you went when you got married, is my assumption. Yes. Right? Yes. So, so if you can talk about yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. I 
believe God has designed us to not live life alone or walk life alone that he's made somebody for us as a man and who believes in God when you were created God made a woman out of your rib as a woman was listening when you were created you were created from another man's rib so that means that there is somebody that you are a pair to more like your twin somebody who you um, you are compatible with somebody who gets you somebody who understands you somebody who you are designed to live life with and support each other's vision and mission in life and fulfill the purpose and, and God's calling on your life. So I believe that wholeheartedly and I met my wife many years ago. And when we got together, I mean, I remember after we started dating, I had to ask God if she is the one because many people you go through relationships and it's so late in the game or after you've gotten married that you've gotten your, your feet wet and you are deep into the ocean. That's when you start questioning, is, did I marry the right person or not? And at that time, you know, it, it's almost late, really, you know, it's, to speak of not trying to divorce, um, to start, you know, finding out. Um, it's like you're putting the cart before the horse, you know, which is should be the other way around. So when you start to date somebody, you you eventually you want to find out if you if this is the person that God has actually designed for you. So I had to do that fact checking and went to God and asked God, is she the right one? And when I did, God spoke to me through a dream. And the way it he, he, he showed me that it was I was in the classroom. And that classroom was empty. There was nobody. There was no chair, no table, no teacher, no students in the classroom. I just walked in there. And as soon as I got into the classroom, a few seconds later, my wife walked into the room, into the classroom and said, babe, we have to leave this room right now. And I wanted to question, just like any man, you know, we are logical being, you know, why should I leave this classroom? What's going on? Part of me wanted to question that. And then part of me said, you know, don't say anything. Just follow what she's saying. And I followed a lead. As soon as we left the classroom, that classroom just blew up in flame. It was as if somebody already placed a bomb in there waiting for me to get into that classroom and then detonate the bomb for me to die or for something terrible to happen. But I had a wife who came and told me, let's get out of this classroom. She herself did not know what was going to happen, but she just didn't feel safe in that environment that she had to tell me, let's leave. And thank God I heeded to her direction. You know, and I think that's the problem that we men make. We think we are the only one who can make decisions. We are logical. We have all the information. And sometimes we get it wrong. So we don't listen to our lives, to our wives, right? That, that's a lesson learned right there for men that are listening, that your woman can actually have the solution to your problem. She may actually see what you don't see. That's why God has given her to you. So thank God I was able to follow her lead at that point. And then, boom. And then I woke up. And I didn't understand what the dream meant. And I asked God, like, God, what does this dream mean? And God told me, you are looking for a helpmate? That is the person that is going to save you out of trouble. So I said, wow, that's interesting. Even the Bible says when he created Eve, he said, this is an helpmate. So God used what I could understand to help me understand what that dream meant. And I said, wow, she's truly my helpmate. And we're not married. We're just still dating. But, you know, God showed me that that's your wife. And I got a revelation. I said, you know what? Forget all this. Shanini, Tiffany, any other woman. This is the one. <laughs> yeah. I got to keep her. Yeah. So, and um, from there, God has been helping us. Uh, I think people respect my teachings. You know, because I'm married, as a result of that, just like what you were saying there, if you haven't walked in that shoes, how can you tell me how the direction I should be walking in my marriage or in my relationship? You have to have gone through an experience or gone through where I'm trying to go through, go through, so that you know I can, I can, I can, I, I can take the knowledge from you, so that I don't have to walk in the wrong direction. So I think that's where 
being married has done for my wife and I, and has helped my ministry to for people to believe what I say. Um, and, um, and, and and let me just segue this a little bit because I want to yeah. make sure that I'm balancing it. Yes. You may have an audience where somebody wants to be a relationship expert and may misconstrue what my story is and say, oh, man, I'm having a failed relationship um, or I just got divorced, so I should stop my ministry. No, don't do that. What God has called you for, he has called you for. It doesn't matter if you have a failed relationship or not. Your purpose is still going to be fulfilled. Because guess what? God gave you a purpose before he gave you a partner. Your partner is just a conduit for you to get to your purpose. Hmm. Let me say that again. God gave us a partner as a way to help us to get to our purpose faster or easier or to comprehend our purpose. It doesn't stop right. us from that. So to give right. you an example, let's say God has made you a CEO of a company. Mm -hmm. Now, God will not give you a partner for you to understand that positioning of a CEO better. Because as a CEO, mm. as a as a CEO, you are the leader of your company. Just like in a marriage, as a man, you are the leader of that marriage. So your marriage is almost like giving you a an example or a play area to practice how to run a relationship. So that you can have that knowledge and skill set to run a company. Okay, as a CEO, you're going to have people under you or next to you that you will be helping. In your home as well, you will have your partner on the same level. You will have your children below you. So you will understand communication skills on the vertical level and on a horizontal level, just like you're going to have to communicate to people on the vertical and horizontal level in your job. So God made relationship as a conduit, as a way of you to be able to learn how to own your purpose. It's mm. like this relationship is able to, to, to gain the skill set to be able to get to your purpose right. or even support you for your purpose. So I don't want you to negate your purpose just for your relationship, even though you are struggling. So if you have been called to, 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 to run a relationship, uh, uh, to become a relationship coach or expert, and your relationship is not working because you made a wrong choice or you may have even made the right choice, but you don't have all the tools and techniques to make the relationship work. Or maybe you are utilizing the tools and techniques, but the person you married is not utilizing tools and techniques. So it's not making the relationship work. And it takes two people to make the relationship work. So you could have been running through all those kind of situations, scenarios in your relationship, but I don't want you to give up on your purpose. Um, and don't say, oh, Good. you know, people are not going to believe me. People are not going to listen to me. Listen, you have an experiential knowledge, even though you may have had a failed relationship. That knowledge that you've learned from that relationship, you can help somebody else and be like, look, this is what I went through. Don't go through similar process. So we can learn from our failures, right? Even myself, as I'm learning in the relationship, there are things that I'm doing wrong that I am learning from. Just because I'm in a relationship doesn't mean that everything is all perfect. It's there are a lot of course correction. There are a lot of things that I've done wrong. Then I'm like, man, she right. just schooled me up. Like, dang, I messed yeah. up on that. My wife just told me right. that, dude, you messed up. You shouldn't have said it that way. Mm. You shouldn't have talked to me that way. And I learned from it. Right. And then I do better. And then I learned the information. And then I come to a, a platform like this and said, hey, David, here's what I've learned. You know, guys. You know, don't make the same mistake in your relationship. So everything is all learning process. You know, no one knows it all. But I've learned a lot in the time that I've been in the relationship with my wife and has helped me. You know, I, I use my wife as 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 a it's like a guinea pig, you know, to, to learn, you know, how a woman communicates, how a man should communicate to a woman. Um, so that when I go out there, I, I'm speaking from both perspectives, you know. I think I'm giving too much and hopefully what I've said can really help a lot of people. Absolutely, absolutely. So take me through 
um, this gift, right? What when you think about it, what is your most dominant gift? My most dominant gift is the ability to listen to a client who is struggling to deconstruct their situation, to not listen to the fruit of their problem, but to find out what's the root of the problem and wow. to give it to them a solution that could help them take them from problem to solution to happiness to joy i think i have that mm. gift and i think mm. it's a it's a natural gift that i don't need to read a book to solve a problem mm. i love it man can you can you take us inside a moment like I, I, you know, obviously you would put disclaimers. We won't say any names of, of maybe couples or people you've helped, but like, can you take us through an example of that gift in action? Some of the key stories that stick in your mind or, or something that has, has, has transpired? Yes. I've had a lot of clients that I've helped, um, from singles to dating, to engaged, to married, um, folks that I've been married for a decade. 20 years, 40, 50 years, I've helped all of them, wow. you know, so like there wow. is no limit to who I help. Uh, but I remember a right. scenario of a, a couple who uh, they are struggling through uh, communication and it, it, it's, it's more of the girl has been running the relationship for many years. She's been the one making decisions. And it's not like the guy doesn't want to make decisions. But you know how we men now, we have, honestly, for the lack of better words, to be political correct, maybe soften up a little bit. You know, we don't want to come and say, okay, we want to dominate the relationship. Yeah, exactly. This. Do this, yeah. do that, and give instructions. Yeah, you right. know, do as I say. Right. You know, we want to listen to our wives. We want to follow their leadership. That we know that they are smart, they are intelligent. We know that God can use them as well. So we kind of relax in our dominant uh, attitude and um, and uh, 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 um, more more of our leadership skills. You know, so the guy kind of kind of retract himself so that the girl could take right. some lead, you know, either in the finances or sometimes he wants to buy things. And the girl's like, no, 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 I don't want you to buy that. And he said, okay, all right, that's fine. If you don't want that, that's okay. So that has messed him up for many years until later on. It's like, no, I can't take this anymore. It's like, I have no voice in the relationship. Before I can make a decision, I have mm. to run everything through you. It's, and you got to make the final decision. So it's, it's really not happy. So, but he waited for 20 years. The girl has gotten used to that. So it's like, well, how come you didn't tell me in year one that you don't like this? In year five, in year 10, it's, it's 20 years mm. now. Now you are saying you don't like it. So I had to wow. help to say, look, it's not like he doesn't like it or your wife is not trying to change. Is that she's gotten used to this for many years. It's going to be hard for somebody to unlearn what they've learned and gotten used to for 20 years. That's a, that's a long right. time. I said, also, right. what you don't know, and I have to help you know, is the root problem is that your wife is a type A. Type A are strong-minded people. They like to have control. So it's not just that you have been allowing her to do this. It's that, no, she has that in her. You just allowed that gift of who she is to blossom. Mm, <laughs> so the root of true. the issue is that she is type A person that they love to have control, right. that they think they can be the only one to make the best decision. Right. And they don't trust any other person to make decisions. But that is the root of what you are dealing with. The fruit is that for 20 years, it's been like that. But the root is that this person, this is who they are. And you understand what I'm saying? So now because that's what they are, doesn't mean they cannot mature. 
and become better. So I have to help the girl know that's who you are. My counseling is not to change who you are, but is to recognize in what situation is my personality needed and in what other situation is my personality not needed. Take for an example, I'm an extrovert. It's not every situation I have to allow my personality to operate because I can, my personality can make somebody uncomfortable and I can lose out of that. Let me give an example. Um, my wife has a friend and that friend back then we used to catch the train together. Like I would run into her in the train and my wife told me, look, you're going to run into my friend at the train station. She's, she's an introvert. You see, you can go in in the morning and be like, hey, girl, how you doing? How was your night? You know, right. like so superly right. <laughs> excited, right? That right. I'm just like bubbling and just giving her all this information. And I was like, don't do that because you're going to make her uncomfortable. In the morning like that, she's not really super energized. So... I had to learn that there are situations or an environment that I cannot allow my personality to dominate or to come out unless it's going to make somebody uncomfortable or I'm going to affect the relationship that I'm trying to build. So now taking it back to the girl, to, the, to my clients, said, look, there are situations where you got to scale back and not allow your type A personality to run into that situation because otherwise you're going to push and repel your partner. He also has a voice just like you have a voice in the relationship. There are some things you're going to have to allow him to make decisions off of. Does that make it clear? And for, for, for a long time that I've been working with them now, their communication has been so strong. It feels like he's becoming man in the house. It's becoming that he's making decisions like a man supposed to in the relationship. So it's great. Beautiful. That's awesome, awesome man. Great to see your gift in action, brother. So... So take us to the development phase. We've discovered, we've discussed how you discovered your gift and it was just innate and, you know, you're already doing this kind of thing, whether you realized how you were doing it on this level, that you'd be doing it on this level, but it was already there from the beginning. Um, so take us through the development, right? You, you talked about a few things being, you know, one, you've got a couple certifications, you, you've, you've gone through master's level uh, um, training in school and and doctorate level, like, like there's, and then I, I, and that probably doesn't even touch all the conferences or the things you go to, to learn the personal development, the reading, the hours you put in the study. I, I just want a person that may be hearing this, seeing you and saying, Dr. Femi, I, I would love to be in this space too. Um, but they don't realize what it really takes to be as good and as excellent as you are. So if you could just break it down behind the scenes, what is it taken for you to get to this level of expertise in your gifting? It takes a lot. I think um, everyone is gifted. God has given everyone a gift, but it doesn't want it to stop right there. It wants you to, to, to nurture that gift. Um, we've had so many people in the Bible that have been gifted. Daniel was, was gifted. Um, so many others are gifted. David was gifted. Solomon was gifted. Everyone has a gift, but you can't stop right there. You know, God will give you the wisdom. God can give you the knowledge, but he also expects you to go extra miles to uh, learn and acquire more knowledge. For an example, I mean, I've been on uh, on the TED stage, I spoke on TED, um, had a very good topic and spoke for about 15 minutes or 18 minutes or so. And now the video is 5.4 million views and it's just growing daily. So when you look at that, there are a couple of things I played just to, just to give you a scenario. One is I had to learn how to structure the topic. Right, God gave me the story to share, the content to share, but I have to find a way to structure it, the story around. I had to pay for a course to learn how to structure that story. So I had to learn public speaking, to learn how to deliver my message 
in a way that people can absorb it, in a way that people can understand it and see themselves in that story. And for them to make right. a transition into who they are right now, who they don't want to be, and to become who they want to be in their relationship or in their personal life. So I had to go and acquire knowledge from other people who are good in public speaking. So I have to learn that. I had to learn how to, you know, like I was saying, how to structure the topic, what topic to use, right? I had to learn right. um, communication style, how to own the stage. Public speaking is is not just speaking. It's not just not constructing your, your story, your message, but how do you own the stage? How do you open up? What are the things that you will mm. say to open up people to hear you? Mm. Like, it, all those things, you got to learn that. Right, God may not give you that naturally because that's not your gift. Your gift is relationship, right. but your gift is not public speaking. God has given that gift to somebody else, <laughs> so you need to go learn from somebody else about that, right? Just like your gift is digi digital marketing, my gift is not digital marketing. So if I'm trying to embed digital marketing into what I do. I need to come to David and learn that because God has given you that gift. So I got to be able to go somewhere and acquire that skills if I want to blend that skills with what I have. So I had to learn those things. I had to um, go for my certification. I have to learn about that. Mm -hmm. I have to go for my PhD. It takes time to research, to find a topic you want to research uh, to, 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 to have as a dissertation. It takes time, you know, about that. Mm -hmm. I've written so many books. It takes time to write that book, right? I have a retreat that I do every year for men. It's called Becoming the Man mm -hmm. She Wants. It takes time for me to mm -hmm. write that manual. It's beautiful. Like, I have so many topics that I talk about in this manual, you know, how to initiate wow. hard conversation. How to effectively listen and communicate back when there is conflict. Practicing patience and remaining in control during conflict. The fastest way to avoid conflict and arguments. The right approach to constructive mm. feedback. Overcoming the silent killers of mm. relationship, ego, and pride. I mean, it takes a lot for me to come up with these topics and write this manual that I can help wow. men with. And so many other things. So it takes time and effort to be able to do that. Like, you know, I started my podcast many years ago called GFM Radio. I no longer do it, but I ran that for over a decade, right? You know, there was one time I was using a headset that wasn't quality. And I remember I wanted my, 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 my podcast, I wanted to take it to Nigeria and have it being aired on different radio stations. And I took it over there. And one guy from radio station said, no, this is so standard. I said, what do you mean? I come from I come from America. You telling me my work is substandard. He said, man, the qualities of this audio is substandard. I had to come back to America. As much as I didn't want to hear that, as much that that made me feel uh, 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 incompetent, I said, you know what? I got to mm. take my brand to the next level. I came back. This was 2010, I believe. Or 11. I came mm -hmm. back. I said, you know what? I'm changing all my equipment. I got to go buy a brand new equipment. Mm -hmm. I want to go buy this microphone. I have mm -hmm. a new system mixer that I bought at that time. I said, I got to go hard. Yeah. I went to uh, the, uh, it's called the guitar center where they sell all these musical instruments right. and audio. So I said, I need your best mic, the best wow. microphone. They said, they have this right. microphone. I said, how much is it? They said, this microphone is the microphone that Michael Jackson used to record one of those major hit songs. I said, that's what I want. They gave me that microphone. Wow. I think it was like $300 or $350 that I bought that mic. That was yeah. dang. Right. Now, if you see podcasters wow. now, this is the same mic that they use. The Sure, the sure M7. I bought that mic yeah. about 10, 12, 15 years ago. <laughs> I've been in the wow. game 15 years, 20 years ago. I understand what I'm saying. But okay. that's what I'm saying, that yeah. you got to invest in yourself. 
Just because God gave you a gift, that's just not it. There are other areas you got to invest in to nurture that gift, to sound crisp, to sound like you're a professional. There are so many things. I've paid for um, mentorship. I've paid $10,000 for mentorship just to take my brand from where it's at to where it's going to be. I've appeared on major network, ABC, NBC. I've spoken on those stages, Mm. right? So... Right. You, sometimes you got to get a mentor. Sometimes you got to get a coach because you, yeah. the, the reason why is it's not also that you are, you are investing in yourself, which is good, but it's also that you want to help more people. You want to reach more people. So your brand has to get better. Your message has to get better, has to get richer so that you can reach more audience. So you got to do all these things, not just to better yourself, but because Many more people need that information. So if that means you have to pay for marketing, you have to do that. Because God wants... Right. The best thing that Jesus said is spread the gospel to millions and billions of people. And you need all kinds of things to spread the gospel. Jesus wasn't right. walking everywhere to spread the gospel. Sometimes he needed to use a boat. To, you need everything. <laughs> you know, to deliver that message, to connect to everyone. So you got to invest, not just in yourself, but also look at the big picture that you want to help people. And there are so many other people that do the same thing that you do. So how do you make sure that you separate yourself? How do you make sure that, you know, my slogan is church to your improvement. The reason why I use that slogan is church to your improvement is that the minute you stop growing, is the moment you become irrelevant to people in your circle and to others as well. The minute you stop growing is the moment you become irrelevant. And people that will feel that first is people in your inner circle, your partner, your children. Have you ever seen couples that say, man, we've grown apart? Yeah. Right? Because one is growing and scaling up and the other is just on the same level or deteriorating you know i always tell people that nobody's stagnant in life you because they we are energy we are always vibrating so it's either you are growing or you are deteriorating so mm. you will now see couples that say they've grown apart because one has outgrown the other person yeah. or perhaps mm. you know the person is growing but they're not communicating to the other person that hey i'm growing and the other person is also right. not being observant of their partner's growth. So you have all that happening in the relationship as well. I said that to say, continue to grow. The, the, the largest room in life that has no room, no wall, is improvement. Meaning that there's nothing that can barricade in improvement. There is no lead on improvement. Right. So continue to grow so that you right. can better yourself and you can help your immediate community and the community at large. And God has already told you, spread the gospel so we're evangelist that's right i love it man so a few questions i want to hit before we before we wrap up man and this is you're dropping so much wisdom but uh if you could share i just i just feel i have to ask this question some i'm gonna start with the ladies first that person that's listening to this show that wants to be married and they're just like i don't know what to do i I'm going to places. I'm I'm trying to meet people. I've had so many horrible past relationships. I don't know what to do. Does God really have a spouse for me? Vice versa. Same on the other side. For that man who's looking for his dream wife. And, you know, I know that's probably a, a full long episode, but if you could share if you could share some points for either both sides, what what should that person do? I think if you are in that position you need to believe that God is for you and God has somebody for you. I don't care what the statistics is uh, about there are more women in the world than men. Listen, you're going to find your own boy ass. <laughs> okay? You're going to find your own boy ass. And if you had that boy ass, you're going to find your own roof. I think what people are not doing is that they're not positioning themselves in a way that they can attract the ideal person. And they're not doing enough work to attract the ideal person. I'm going to break that down, those two things. One is that you got to do the work and identify what am I doing wrong? 
How come I've not found the person? How come I've not attracted the person? So is it that I've attracted some people, but they're not the ideal people? Because some people find themselves in that situation. They keep attracting people, but it's not just the ideal, the ideal man or the ideal girl. They, they don't check the boxes of what you are looking for. So you have to evaluate of what am I putting out there? How am I appearing to people that makes them want to come and talk to me and approach me? Right? I, I, I mean, it, this is laws of attraction. Everything you are looking for, who you are looking for is also looking for you. So it, it, it's right. what room am I going into? What environment am I walking into? If I'm trying to meet a, a millionaire or a billionaire, I must know where a millionaire and billionaire live. I must know where they hang out. I must know what restaurants they go to eat, right? I must know, you know, where they shop. Right. That's where I want to place myself because that increased my chance of finding and running into them. It's not just going to occur sometimes out of the blues that you just wake up in your morning and a millionaire and billionaire is in front of your doorstep. Like, look. You're going to find somebody, a UPS guy, dropping letters in front of your house. You're not going to see a millionaire and billionaire doing that. Now, I'm not saying right. that they can't be a millionaire and billionaire. Yes, everybody's going to walk to that level. But I'm saying that you got to identify, what am I doing that is attracting these wrong people? Is it that I have a baggage from my past experience that is still affecting me? Maybe I've met the right person, but... I've been bruised in the past and I've not let go. I've not been healed from my past trauma, from my past wound. And then I met this new person and I'm using my wound to affect that new relationship. They are expecting me to let go of my guard. They are expecting that, oh, let's go hang out. I'm like, no, I can't hang out with you. I don't trust you. And the person, like, look, I don't have that much time. You know, let me go find somebody else. Because you have a baggage, you have a old wound that you've not really addressed. And that's why sometimes you need right. a counselor, a therapist to kind of help you to deconstruct all those things. Um, I believe uh, the second thing that I said is positioning, right? You have to position yourself in the right place. You have to position yourself in the right place. You may be in a church. Church may be a very good place to find somebody, right? But if you don't position yourself, nobody knows who, nobody knows who you are. You're not in the choir. You're not an usher. You are not a greeter. I mean, you don't even participate and engage in different groups, uh, single groups, dating groups. You are not there. Nobody knows you. You're just in the church. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's all you are doing. You come, you praise God, and you leave. Nobody knows you. You got to position yourself where somebody can see you. Join those groups. Join those meetups. Go out there and meet somebody. You see a guy out there that you're attracted to? Hey, I'm not saying, ask the guy, can you be my boyfriend? No. Hey, how you doing? What's your name? What do you do for a living? That's all. From there, the guy takes notice of you. As a guy, go out there, see a girl that is attracted to you, talk to her. Hey, you look pretty. What's your name? Where are you from? What do you do for a living? Engage that way. I mean, I'm in the same church as you. You know, are you in this group? Are you in this department? That's how you make yourself visible. Right. I love that, brother. I love that. So, um, man, where can people get resources from you and uh, take advantage of some of the offerings that you have, both men and women? Where, what, what, what can we plug in in the show notes for people? Absolutely. To Head over to theimprovementuniversity.com. Theimprovementuniversity.com. I have different... Uh, courses that can help you either you are dating or you are married and i have um, a lot of retreats that i'm doing i have a retreat coming up for um six to eight figure men successful men that i'm helping them to create success in their relationship just like they have success in their career and their business so you might want to join this you might want to come through for this one and you can just reach out to me either on my Instagram at gfemspeaks with an S, gfemspeaks, and you can DM me. We can, you know, we can just connect through that. Or, you know, you can even give me a call. You know, I share my phone number out there, 443-824-4182, 443-824-4182. Let's talk, and I, I, I'm here to help you. Okay, just like you can dial to God, you can dial to me as well. <laughs> Wow. that's gold man that's a first man you gave the number straight number that's that's love that's love so the last question i have for you brother that we ask every member on the show every everybody that comes on the show 
is this, and you had no preparation on this, what is the difference between one's gift and one's purpose? One's gift. What's the difference between one's gift and one's purpose? Your gift is to help you to accomplish your purpose. So you will use your gift as a vehicle to get you to your purpose. Take for an example, I have a gift of helping people in their relationship. My purpose is to serve people in their relationship. But that gift is what's going to help me to fulfill that purpose. And I can have so many purposes. I can have a purpose of preaching. I must be anointed and be gifted to preach. I understand what I'm saying. So the right. gifting yeah. is the conduit to help you to get to your purpose. So the gift is is the vehicle. Is the vehicle mm -hmm. to accomplish the purpose. The gift is what people are attracted to, not your purpose. Yeah. The purpose yeah. is the end result, but your gift is what draws people to you. Excellent. So Excellent. does that make sense? I love it. It makes sense, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for blessing the people today, brother, uh, with the wisdom and the knowledge. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Dear listener, I would like to thank you so much for listening to How I Discover My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons. As a token of my appreciation, I would love to give to you my most important piece of work to date and it's called the purpose gift tape it's a motivational mixtape geared towards helping you to identify your gifts which ultimately lead to you discovering your purpose this is a six track album i poured my heart and soul into it includes beautiful beats and amazing spoken word over it and i'd love to give that to you as a free gift as a token of my appreciation for being a part of the community so to get your copy, all you need to do is go to podcast.daviddsimons.com. That's podcast.david, the middle initial D, Simons, S-I-M-O-N-S, dot com, and get yours today. Thank you for being a listener. I'll catch you on the next episode. How I Discover My Gift with David D. Simons is proud to be of the amazing and illustrious Alive Podcast Network.